Hello, Bruce. Hey, what up, Robo? I, I had a stop just... before I said something I would get in trouble for. Oh, yeah. Really? That's not. That doesn't look like you. Are you feeling all right? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, just, I'm just listening in, man. I was just a job into you. Please continue. Real quick, I, I got to cut out here in a little bit, but Liz, this this token, I was looking at it, this Fufu, um, it looks like the only place you can get is Uniswap, mainly. Yeah, we're going to be listing on um, about three new exchanges here over the next two weeks, but it's on Uniswap. Um, LA Token, I would not recommend. They're kind of clunky. Um, but yeah, we're on LA Token as well. But um, yeah, Uniswap's the best. And there's a beautiful entry right now because people are are taking profits and just dumping to get into Bitcoin right now. So if you guys want some foo-foo, go grab it because it's just the perfect time, best entry what? to get it. It's had a nice run within the last yep. two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I mean, not financial advice. Do your own research. But this thing is, uh, you know, these these tokens they go through swings like that, you know. But it's it's definitely um, a good token to get into, in my opinion. Um, it's just it's uh, going to go to the moon. <laughs> so much, grab it up uh, now, boys. Buy the much, fear. How much Harry Potter? Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic, and Utendi own, by the way. Oh my gosh. I never bought into that token. I never bought into that token. Um, but I heard that thing was just insane. They the missed 100. I dropped, yes, Bruce, I dropped in the group chat. I was like, hey, you might want to pay attention. But they were like, oh, they were all over like Mong, and the Bruce has been a Mong, and Al. And then a few weeks later, I was like, is that what Rob put in the group chat? Shit. Okay. Tell you boys, tell ya. Robo's tweets the tweets and messages of crypto. I'm gonna tell the chat that we got Cosmos guys coming in. So we'll we'll get them all excited because we haven't had a Cosmos push yet. <laughs> I just wanna say to Robo that I did make like 10k a month, so I think it was okay. I know you love a bit of bit, Lord, don't you? Bro, he's the guy who gave me the most profits next to Raccoon Supply. So, yeah, I do like him. Every time, every time I fucking see that guy or even see his tweets, I just think about when he had to stick the ledger up his ass. We actually talked to Sefi earlier because Sefi was in bed with his ledgers, but then apparently he doesn't have ledgers. So, but like, it just reminds me of like that dude, like videoing with the cops like coming. He's like, holy fuck, holy fuck, two ledgers of his ring piece. Oh my God, what a legend. <laughs> a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. We all know that. Bruce, how much, how much, how much is on a ledger? I mean, what are you giving up to the cops and what are you putting up? Where, where you draw the line? Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, 500 bucks and that ledger's gone right up me fucking Jackson 5. Like, I'm sorry, like, they're not even getting 500 bucks off me. You're probably about a five grand man, I am. Nah, bro, we live different lives, man. My standards are very, very low. So, yeah, we live different lives. Absolutely. What, you on 50 books? Are you on 50 books, Ole? You know you will. Bro, I think just the ledger itself would be worthwhile. <laughs> P-Burns, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you got to pay like a hundo. For the ledger, may as well. Exactly, exactly. That's a hundred dollar investment. 
So why not just take a crisp hunty and stick it right up? <laughs> I can't believe we're even having this conversation, but I'm laughing, so it must be good. <laughs> I didn't know I'm laughing at funny shit. I'll just let you know that I'm sitting in a public train. On speakerphone, imagine if you're on speaker and we're talking about sticking ledges up your ass, man. This will be so funny if Bruce had us on speaker on the train. <laughs> Does anyone know why uh, Luna pumped like 20% yesterday? I, I don't know. Oh, I dude, we started a convo. Wait, we started. Where's he? Mano's down there. I can tell you. I can tell you. So I, I, see, I see Ryan down there. It's got to be good for uh, Lion Dow. We started the show with that question. I just want people to know, like, we did start a night show with that question, like, why the fuck is Luna pumped? Like, apart from the liquidity, like the liquidity injection. Uh, go on, Bruce. You said you had the answer. Yeah, so I had my ledger out yesterday. Did some buying before I stuck it back up. So that's why. No, I'm just kidding. I have nothing. I have nothing smart to say about Luna Pump. I mean that that's a pretty nice move for for Terra to make a nice. I mean it was like what sixty. It was fifty cents, and now it's a it's a buck. It's a dollar. So I was going to say it. It settled around about like seventy eight, and then it went bang. Just had like some dildos, green dildos, right? So wait, like that can't just be this liquidity injection. That's what I was trying to say, and it, it's not just the current pump. It Wait, are you, are you trying to like use logic somehow to figure out why it went up? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> I told you I guys already. Like, you guys should all have your bags packed. Everything's going up, and there's like um, there's all this discussion true. of why things are going up. It's like that's everything's going to go up. Period. Like that's what it. What is like, wrong? What is wrong with Robo looking for logic in like why things are pumping? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm acting like such a pleb. Why Luna's am I looking? Luna's pushed like it's good because like it pushed um, like two fib extensions up from the bottom, which is like more than say for example um, Adam has done, which is still at like only one one level from the bottom, um, or like E gold, which is only one level from the bottom. So there's definitely a lot of chains with like even less interest than Luna at the moment. Um, so that was it's a good thing. Like it's moving okay, but it has like I would say off the bottom. Some of the better performance, though, uh, for second, like not first cycle coins. You know, when you have a coin that first comes out, and it's like in price discovery during a bull market, like the Casper or something. Like that has no relationship to like things with previous price action. But like if you look at um, like Chainlink, it's up like three fib extensions off its bottom. So that's how you compare these things, like from top to bottom. One, how far did you like drop from the top in terms of like percentage? And then from there, like how much move did you make upward up, up these fib, you know, fib retracements? And each of them is slightly different. Like each of them, you'll notice almost every coin has made it like one retracement, two or three, and they hit fibs perfectly for every single one of them. So that, that tells me something. And that is that like a lot of this is professional traders like fucking with everybody. So you have to be kind of like careful. And, and you can see this also in the sense that like, Look how long something like Chainlink paused at its like fib extension here at 16 bucks or 15, whatever, 1580, I think it was. And it does that because like there's a lot of selling activity as like market makers are like and whoever else are getting out of their you know positions and stuff. So like if you buy the the resistance, you're basically helping 
keep the price down, which is very weird. Like you have to buy the support. Otherwise, the price of your coin is likely to suffer, especially if it's like something that's a larger market cap coin compared to like, you know, if you have like a Zephyr or whatever, you know, almost nobody's paying attention. So that's why it tends to be like very uncorrelated with the rest of the market. But like if you talk about um, if you talk about something that's been around for a while, like a chain link or an atom or something, there's a lot of overhead resistance and um, and uh, like there's a lot of room for like with high liquidity for larger players to play games with that and like make a lot of money off of the uh, off the swings. Safi, do me a favor. Just 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 flatten me for a minute. If you could like give like uh, an analogy, like a real world analogy in the difference between Luna and Lunk and their future prospects. Like, like what, what kind of, come on, gives an analogy that I can laugh at, bro. Like, I really want, because, I mean... So Lunk has broken assume. tokenomics and doesn't have a way to pay validators without becoming inflationary before too long. So, like, Lunk's primary, like, situation is, like, a bunch of what would amount to be volunteer validators that are hoping that their coin goes up in value to get so that they, like, and those validators hopefully hold a bunch of coins and like they benefit not from the expenses of validating the network, but like they benefit because the, their coin bag goes up. So that's kind of how I see like Lunk right now, unless like tokenomics get changed at some point and there's inflation. Um, there's almost no substantial building on Lunk, um, whereas TFL has well funded and they have like Astroport and things and they're funding that again and whatever. So I think it's uh, Terra is like basic or Luna um, is basically better funded overall. And slowly, hopefully, like more dApps and things show up again. But um, the other big thing with Luna is like, remember, the, a lot of people have vesting tokens that are going to vest through like the coming next no, 2024 November is most of them. And um, any sort of residual sell pressure will be there um, up until that point. So right now, a lot of them are locked, though. So because so much, so much of the supply is locked up in people's, um, you know, like vesting wallets, as intended when it was they were created, there is not as much circulating supply, and so therefore, like more pumponomic pumpamentals can happen, perhaps. So that's kind of what it is. And then, like, also just like the narrative is like, okay, like Luna would be the coin that like would piss everyone off if it went up. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, uh, it's kind of like the funniest outcome is likely to happen because it just becomes its own narrative. So that's so that's why I think a lot of people bought Luna at the bottom just because they expected it to pump because. You know, lunatics are fucking crazy. That's why. Have you have you largely like exited the ego, Safi, to a degree? Have you? Had There's to, just not to, much. To, there hasn't been much to do there, honestly. Like, it's not a question of exiting. Like, without the stablecoin piece, like you know, where you had like liquidations and all that fun. Um, they're creating new new systems. There's enterprise DAO and there's like warp protocol and all. So there's some stuff coming out for sure that people are going to use. But like those don't have like immediate use cases for me personally. So therefore, like I'm not playing that much with those products. But um, but yeah, they're building stuff. Like I think uh, if they create more interesting things, I'll have my Luna come out of vesting like you know late next year, and then I can see like where do I want to deploy that in there? Or do I want to play around? So I think a lot of people that are residual are going to like. There'll probably be a big the, the alpha here, by the way, guys, is if there are any tokens and things within the Luna ecosystem the time when they're going to pump like hell are going to be when those vesting tokens are all like fully released. Um, but remember like this is a low vesting like period where 
like every month some luna comes out of vesting it's not like all at one time like a cliff in november so as these things come out like you know a lot of the small coins may actually catch a bid because people are willing to play with their luna they're like ah you know i want to gamble my luna on something in the ecosystem maybe i'll buy some Astroport or maybe i'll buy lion or whatever it is like so there's going to be a tendency to have some stuff pop because like there's money available and, and liquid again so that would be the alpha no actually that's uh, that's something i've never thought of right so like i've just had a gigantic bong like i'm gasping for breath right now yeah dude you made me think there when you were talking about the vesting and when they're like the major unlocks on i'm thinking well They've got like such a runway to develop stuff where people just don't want to get their like tokens right when they're released and just dump them. But they would rather like put them to work because there's a lot more like capital efficient like systems in place. Like if you're talking, what did you say, late 2024? You said, is that what you said? The vast majority late 2024? It's, it's a slow unlock. It's, it's a slow, slow unlock. Yeah, but it's the weird. reality is, yeah, it's most weird, people Seppi. aren't paying attention. Yeah. I've been doing the so, exact thing you're talking about because I, I only got like, I don't know, it was like 30 Luna, the, the two point, the next, the, the airdrop. And to me, it's just like, I, the, the money that I had in Luna Classic, it's like, that's gone. To me, that's just gone. And then this, this new airdrop that is vested, I've been doing the exact thing you've been talking about. Like every month, I'll just like buy I mean, osmosis. It, yeah. it matters to me because I have a crap ton of Luna. So like, it does matter. Like it's, if the, coin price goes up if like stuff happens on chain so i'm very much aligned with like the the everything kind of getting better over the next couple of years um but yeah i think like it's it, the, the the trick is going to be like if you haven't unlocked your luna you do have it like coming out of vesting um steadily so you could probably get some of it now and um being able to use some of that um now for different projects is not a bad way to sort of like uh, if you believe in the ecosystem, then you would basically leverage that by getting one of the ecosystem tokens of some kind, uh, pult or whatever, you know, there's all sorts of different things. But the, the idea there being like, okay, if the ecosystem does well, um, the smaller coins tend to be a leverage bet on the growth in that ecosystem. If you don't believe in the ecosystem and you just want to like let your coins vest and they come out of vesting and you just sell them at some point, you're still benefited by the, the chain doing cool shit by the next couple of years. And ideally what happens is, is by like, this lights a fire under the ass of TFL where they're like, okay, let's, let's build some good shit. Because if we don't, like a lot of these people that have tokens that are vesting, they're not going to stay staked and stay in the ecosystem. They're going to run away. So it's a good thing. There's like a time constraint there where like they, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, they need to keep moving and building and whatever. And, um, and they're funded and everything. So they're building cool stuff. Nice guys as usual. And, um, and, um, I reject all of the nonsense that like, you know, most of what TFL did was like criminal or some other bullshit. Like I've talked to some of those guys so many years, like there's really very little of that. That was the case. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, some occasional misrepresentations maybe, but like, I think that was because it was such an early ecosystem or whatever. So I don't really have any like trust concerns with TFL or whatever in my, in my book. So I think if they do a good job and create a good chain, like people will play and it's just like Kujira, right? Like, um if you create interesting shit to play around with people come play and it's just like these are just video games guys like think about this like what the fuck are you doing on kajira exactly like you're like you're just trading coins and things they don't do anything like you're not buying uh you know real world assets with them there's just a big video game and i think as long as people have a fun game to play 
like L1, uh, L1s will do fine, but you have to have some entertaining like stuff going on. That's the key, some stuff to gamble on essentially, right? We've, uh, we've been joined by Patrick. Patrick, you want to join the convo, bro? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, no, it's great to come up. How are you guys doing this morning? It's, uh, I'm up in Canada, so it's, it's really, really snowy today for the, probably the first time this year. Like, I think we got like almost a foot of snow. It's been pretty nuts. But, um, to comment on the, on the terrace stuff, honestly, TFL, um, Patrick, can I, Patrick, can I say, I yeah. would fucking rim, I would rim a Trump to breathe in the air that you can breathe right now. I'll bet you that crisp like december air is like when, when it just hits the back of your throat dude i live in bangkok didn't talk about oh i'm in the snow and i'm breathing in all of this like pollution free shit like i would fucking kill to be where you are right now so yeah there, there's a happy medium right it's uh at the beginning it's nice but it gets to a certain point in the winter where your face starts to hurt when you go outside and that's pretty brutal but um end of the day it's a it's pretty nice but i'd love to kind of comment on the tfl stuff um i have a lot of respect for tfl particularly there's one developer named vlad um I've been trying to hire that guy for probably three years <laughs> from, from Terra Luna collapse through the bear market. And uh, no, he's, he's sticking with it. And I have a lot of respect for him and I have a lot of respect for their builders. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get an integration between uh, Enterprise and Jackal to act, like provide file transfer and file storage for the different DAO use cases. That's uh, where I have my eyes on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Enter Enterprise is, I think they're launching their like V2. And they're doing some uh, cross-chain treasury treasuries. No, so, yeah, they're working hard. No, no, don't don't separate. I think the V two from the cross uh, cross-chain treasury stuff didn't. I think they've put stuff on the back burner, right? I, I can't just... I can't keep up with it all, Robo. I don't I don't know what don't, the hell you know. I just made an investment themselves. They've just shelled some stuff recently. But I mean, that's Ryan down there. He'd be better place to like tell us. But I'm sure uh, Enterprise just like shelved like V2, which would have been the whole like sub DAO, like module, etc. And a lot more. Nah, no, I think they just postponed V2 and they just came out with the cross chain treasury. And that's why the raccoon DAO was on down DAO and not Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, there's a big difference between like what their V2 roadmap was versus what they have actually dropped, right? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely correct. And Robo, I just want to comment on the snow thing, man. You must be completely fucking retarded. So maybe, yeah, it must be nice once in a while to just get about, that. Wait a minute, about what thing? I didn't hear what What did you hear? Audio was horrible. The snow, about what the thing? Snow. The snow and the crispiness. The snow, okay. Yeah, so it's nice to have once in a while, right? But when you have to go outside for, for 12 to 13 hours a day and work in the snow, right? And do that every day when you get sick and tired of it. That's why. Now I'm... that his little bitch fest is over, uh, anybody else? <laughs> oh my god, you need to well... get in the gutter. Girl. You know, you know why? Bruce is right, actually, B-Bands, because that's why, because I, I know where you live, right? And you live in the snow. This is why I fucking left England. Like, I, I kind of cope with it. I, like, I get it. It's like, for one day, I'd like to be there, experience breathing the air. 
But actually, after one, two days, you can all fuck off. Like, get me on my moped in my swimming pool. Fuck off. Like, leave me alone in fucking sunny Thailand. You know, like, that's right. why I'm here. Right. You're completely right. Dude, next year, this is kind of mad. In October 2024, on the 24th of October 2024, I have not stepped foot in England for 10 years, for a decade. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like a decade's a pretty like, long time in like someone's life. And if you think about your family and you know your nephews, nieces, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's a big difference with like leaving someone who's two or three, coming back when they're like 13, 14, whatever. Like a decade, and I'm just like, I, I, dude, I, I, I really, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to get on a plane and go back to England. I didn't, I didn't. It would make me sad. To return to England would make me sad right now, and I didn't need sadness in my heart. I just like happiness and sunshine, and you, you, you know what I'm talking about or not. In, England cast a shadow over my soul. Like, I just don't belong there. I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't think that England or Britain in the whole is a part is a good place for humans to be. I think it's deteriorating slowly, but rather click quickly the last past couple of years. Dude, you want me to tell you something about England? Wait, no, you want me to tell you something about England? Ravaged. Yeah, go ahead. Ravaged over millennia, not centuries, millennia by disease, by fucking, like, autocratic fucking pure, like, overlords, like, war, poverty, famine, like, I, I didn't even know what, like, people, like, think about England, like, our history is like, like, we lived in fucking pig shit for like fucking 1500 years before we even decide to even fucking get our fucking act together. Like, I don't know, mate, there, there can be, and I, I hate to like talk about me fellow mankind, but the English can be a special kind of people sometimes. Like Ryan's down there, Ryan's a scholar and a gentleman. Like there's people like us, like normal people who can like hold a conversation, but fuck, bro. You, you think there's these hicks and that out in the fucking cut? We've got them in all over the cities in, the, in uh, England, man. There's so many fucking retards there. Just born idle, fucking lazy cunts that want to leech off the fucking state, have fucking 10 kids, live in a shoe, never go to fucking work. Honestly, like, bro, you've got any idea, man. In, in England's fucking, in my lifetime, just, we used to be this like nation of warriors and fighters. Like we used to be proud. Like now, which is a fucking embarrassment, proper. And I understand what caused it. It's not like I can pretend that like you know geopolitical and fucking social, cultural, economic fucking issues during the seventies and eighties didn't affect like really bad. But it's a, generally, I think I spoke to someone the other week about their high street. You know, a fucking shithole, man. You go down the English High Street, it's all fucking charity shops, uh, bookies, fucking Greg's fucking pasty shops. It's like, bro, there's no High Street. It's a fucking embarrassment. Well, all the fucking wallers hang out who's got near nothing else to do with our life. Like, I, 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 sorry, 
Stop me talking about England. Babe, and shut me up. I wish you could mute me. Sometimes I wish I could mute you too, but like, you know, at the same time, you do bring good topics that people can kind of springboard off of, um, even if they just, they do get derailed. You know what I mean? I never hear an American talking about their country like that, though. I never hear any other, like, like nations, like, you'll never hear, like, a Thai talk about their country or anything like that, but fucking seriously, England has some really, and I keep using England because I regard myself as an Englishman, but we all know it's the UK. I really strongly, like, disagree with, so, especially this benefits culture. I mean, I wish Ryan was up because he is one of the very few Englishmen in the room. He would comment on the benefit culture. But the thing is, see, I'm, I'm 47, right? So imagine that I was grown up with kids whose parents were already scamming the, the benefits culture. They were already like integrated into that like way of life. So therefore, like I grew up with kids who, who were like that. Hey, that's not to say like we, we weren't friends. We weren't like the best of friends. Like, hey, you know, we all come from different places, different backgrounds, right? When we used to run the streets and be little fucking jays back in the day, right? We didn't care about that kind of shit, right? I went through the miners' strike. I had two years of like nothing. Like I've said, second-hand Christmas presents, dinner tickets at school, nashy to what we call nashy tickets, but the social security issue for you to get your lunch. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no point in fucking crying like overspilt milk. But England really did, especially like in the seventies, into the eighties, and that right create this like i don't want to go to work like oh if i can fake an injury oh i've got this eternal fucking backache and you you know what you used to be able to pay doctors and that back in the day man you honestly think you used to be able to give the doctor 50 quid and the doctor would sign you off on that like and you just you had this like i say if they were obviously the dad some of my friends you know their parents had had them at like 16 17 right that obviously their parents quite so you know, I'm hanging around with kids like 15, 16, and their parents are early 30s. This is all I'm trying to tell you, right? And the fucking benefits culture was rampant. Mid-80s to late 80s into the 90s. I mean, they're only... It's only because they're broke now. Like, fucking the UK is as fucking broke as any country on Earth. Like, oh, you've got any idea? I wish his new old fucking broke ass. Like, that's why they're just kicking everybody off everything they can. Fucking disability, welfare, this. They want every, they want everybody gone. Why? Because for the last fucking 30 fucking years, you've done nothing but just like throw money at a fucking bone idle, lazy society. Why are they bone idle? Because you took the vast majority of fucking effective industries away, like the steelworks. Like the coal mines, blah blah blah, go on and on and on and on. But I just have, I love Blighty, I love England, I love the people, I love the culture. I just hate its governance system. I hate predominantly the vast majority of its history, um, and it's just a fucking, it's just not a good place to live. The, the the vibe is just not what you want. I live in Thailand. I've got a great vibe. Doesn't matter where I go, vibes class. In England, well, I'd spend my life looking over my fucking shoulder. You know what I mean, babe? You live out in the country. You didn't look over your shoulder every day. If I come back to England, I'm looking over my shoulder every day. I don't know. I, even though you live in the country, 
I mean, depending where in the country you live, you might have to look over your shoulder. Unless, I mean, unless I'm in an apartment block, I ain't living in England without a big fucking dog. And not fucking one, probably two. And I'm going to have fucking plenty of weapons stashed around the gaff. Like, I'm going to be ready for anybody coming to my gaff giving me shit like I'm... But, like, you know, like I say, I, I joke about, like, weapons and blah, blah, in Thailand, and I have got mad dogs, but like, that's just me, how I live my life. Like, it's not that I have to have them because I'm worried about anything. I've said this before, and stagger around Bangkok with a fat gold chain on, mortal at four o'clock in the morning with a laptop under my arm. No one's coming at me, man. It's just not, it's a different world. It really fucking is like it. Uh, that's not to say like England's it's like really good, like dangerous place. It's just not the fucking same. Like I, there's not that respect in society for others. No matter the shit talking and the gossip that goes on in Thailand, like there is a kind of level of respect, like between people and the property. Yeah, I think I think if you look at the cultural cultural history of of England, right, and the way that the British Empire has treated people, that that's gonna ripple out in your culture forever, man. So you're gonna have a culture that has treated other races and other people from different countries as shit for centuries. So that's going to create a certain outlook of, of, on life and the value of human life, right? Both for the government, but also for the people. So I think that just that culture has, and the karma of those choices in that culture has just been perpetuated and grown slowly into more and more degeneracy. I don't know if you could hear me, but I'm sitting in the next room. I could, I could, Bruce. Uh, one second, I've just got a fucking message here. Uh, I really, really quickly, B-Bands need to just reply to an email. Uh, B-Bands, are you, are you free to take over a minute? We've got Patrick in here, we've got Liv, we've got Snails, got a few. Uh, uh, Bruce is here. Help me out, B-Bands, while I reply to this email. It's really important, darling. One second. So, so let me just ask you, Patrick. I don't know, I don't know him. Oh, he's, he's the co-founder of Jaguar. Anyway, how, how's it going over at Jaguar? Wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute. You've never been on a fucking space with Patrick before. You're fucking daft. I'm sure you fucking have what you're talking about. Yeah, I probably have. But man, bro, I hit my head really, really hard a couple of weeks ago. And you know, I haven't regained all my fucking memory yet. Oh, fair player. Okay. So, Patrick, yeah, you heard Brucey there. That's wild. Um, <laughs> I hope, you, hope your head's good. Um, yeah, so uh, what's going on with Jocko? Um, All kinds of stuff right now. Uh, we're going through everything. Uh, we have a version 4 upgrade, which is kind of like the newest upgrade to kind of uh, get real yield going and get a few other things going. Um, optimize lower inflation. There's a bunch of economic upgrades, a bunch of chain upgrades uh, kind of rolled into one. Prop, which will be pretty exciting. We'll probably get that. We have to get the signaling proposal on chain and then we can uh, start the building process of it because it's going to take a little bit to build and a lot to test. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm working on a new website right now, which is kind of a boring thing to do, but it's uh, I think it's important. Um, what else? Narrative shifts. Uh, we're looking to start to build outposts on other blockchains so you can pretty much access decentralized scalable hot storage on chain for developers and users with a simple contract call anywhere in cosmos so that's kind of our uh, our next big step here is um we we don't think jackal is a, a place where we want to compete for builders 
It's a, it's an application specific blockchain for storage. And we want to deliver that functionality to other blockchains so that you can um, pretty much just build on Archway or Juno or Neutron and then just have access to really simple, scalable on-chain storage for all your needs for if you want to build a web scale application, unlock some new verticals for Web3, all kinds of good stuff. Um, so that's kind of what we're working on right now. Um, but other than that, just not much. People are asking about like exchange listings and things like that, but uh, we haven't thought too much into it other than the decentralized exchanges. Actually, I'll propose this to the group. Um, are centralized exchange listings a good thing when you're this new of a protocol? That's, uh, that's probably a good question. Thank, thank you for that, Patrick. Can I can I ask you uh, maybe a little since a question of uh, that that has some some sensitivity to it, maybe not yeah. the most awesome conversation. But how has it been being the co-founder of Jackal after the Twitter accident or incident? Yeah, we we had this chat a few weeks ago. Um, me and me and Robo actually went pretty deep into it. Um, how does it feel? Uh, it was annoying. Uh, I guess we got a free intern for a few months, but uh, it was it was difficult in the sense that uh, we should have had a higher security posture around uh, 2FA on the Twitter account. Um, it was my phone that got SIM swapped, which was really frustrating. So uh, there's two things, right? Uh, it's not enough to add Authenticator, um, like the Authenticator app as a 2FA. You also have to remove phone SMS-based 2FA. Um, it's, uh, it was an oversight on my part. We paid the price for it. But uh, at the end of the day, we were able to get our account back within two weeks. Um, that's pretty much it. It's uh, We need a better security posture. It was uh, it's embarrassing, yeah, but at the end Bruce. of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, Bruce, I think you were missing. Uh, we did like, a, I think it was probably an unrecorded one, uh, but I think it was like where we went live a bit earlier and uh, they just actually like regained access like within about the last like 12 hours or something. But we had like a proper deep chat about it, bro. I didn't believe I didn't fill you in. I mean, you've been missing in action that much, Brucey, that like I'm used to it these days, you know. At least B-Bands ask, asks what she's been missing. But uh, we did have a really like uh, good convo. And uh, actually, do you know what? The lightheartedness of it, I think, was what was like engaging uh, in regards to like some of the crack with like, you know, the hacker, uh, how they'd like kind of, it was kind of, I don't know. It's not yet your normal, like usual kind of standard thing. Just somebody being like, hey, just pay better attention in the future. But like just playing around, playing games, you know, Bruce, to a degree. But the, their interaction like uh, over the course and towards the end was quite interesting anyway. But uh, yeah, been enjoying it. Uh, yeah, Patrick. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the screenshots of the end of the negotiation. It was really funny, actually. <laughs> But uh, it's in the Discord. I think I posted on my Twitter account if you want to go back and read it. But it was uh, quite the interaction. Um, but yeah, it's it's across the board. We have to kind of be better. Uh, we weren't the only ones. So this guy, the same hacker, got us, Barachain, Yumi. Um, I think there was another one. It was uh, it wasn't Babylon. It was uh, Nomic. I think Nomic or no? Yeah, I think Nomic. They got as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it uh it is what it is a lot of us were Canadian oh, teams interestingly enough so 
Have you been following any of this sort of acquisition stuff? I mean, we can call it a merger or acquisition. You know, people's terminology is based on their own interpretation. But obviously, Umi have put up this thing to be integrated with their Osmosis and Mars. And people are wanting to give up their L1s, Patrick, at the minute. Have you noticed or not? Yeah, I, I've noticed. Um, like, it, it kind of makes sense for for them maybe to, to merge I, I i've heard a lot about it from the yumi front but i haven't really heard much commentary from osmosis's team about it um which is interesting then mars protocol shows up on neutron's doorstep and they're looking to integrate to neutron um there might be something going on behind the scenes with the delphi guys um who knows um but at the end of the day it's uh protocol mergers are interesting i i Jackal would never really merge with anyone <laughs> because we don't really have like that kind of confluence with any specific L1, like maybe like Jackal a cash merger, but at that point it's kind of silly because we both are built so differently and we do very specific things. Um, it, it's definitely interesting to say the least. I, um, how do I think about it? I think if there's confluence and uh, you can get two teams vision aligned instead of kind of um, a bunch of scattered teams, that's good. It's kind of counterintuitive to the app chain thesis a little bit, right? Where uh, every chain, like if it gets, hits its scalability ceiling, it ends up, uh, any app, if it hits its scalability ceiling, it ends up being a chain. But it kind of seems like in Cosmos, there's a bunch of apps that haven't hit their scalability ceiling. They're just an app chain to be an app chain. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If uh, I, I think that having a more robust, protocol is uh is good on all fronts and i it would take months if not years for the osmosis guys to probably build the functionality that yumi's already spent years building um yeah it's it's interesting to say the least i, I don't really have too much thought into it though if i'm being honest with you i'm sure you have a very well, very strong opinion just, no 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 people are just like chasing the liquidity of it that's all it is, really, isn't it? That at the end of the day, regardless of what anybody says, like, like there's nothing happening on the actual Mars chain. Everything's happening on the outposts. And that's people are just going to chase the liquidity at the end of the day. That's it. That's a sum total of the pieces. Yeah. Um, it's a big ask from the Mars team for sure. I think it's $3 million, but then there's like also like a grant going the other way. So I, I'm not, I didn't really, I glanced at, at the proposal. I didn't really read too much. I'm a big Mars user. I think it's a great application. And, and Whale, uh, and Whale have uh, got a, uh, I don't know if Whale's gone on chain yet. I don't think they have, but Whale's got a big one up on, uh, on the Osmosis uh, governance forum, right? Really? It's like 5 million or something. Five million well, yeah. for Will. Um, like, so, 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 so it's it's important to outline uh, outline they, that they're not business. asking for five. Cobra Bruce, quality injection. Stay on osmosis. I still public. Yeah. Come on, explain, Bruce. Oh yeah, it's just going to be a liquidity injection of five million into uh, LSD assets. Produced by White Whale, it's gonna be B Osmo, right? And then um, it's gonna be it's, used. It's gonna be it's gonna be injected into three separate protocols, right? Thank you. Or pools. Sorry, pools and a protocol. So the first one would be the White Whale outpost built on osmosis. 
Uh, the second one will be the Backbone Labs outpost that will be built on with like Necropolis and stuff, the NFT marketplace, which will be built on uh, with the Grave Digger, sorry, at first, which will be built on Osmosis. But then Eris Protocol isn't going to be built over there, right? But then there's going to be like some of the percentage is going to be used for liquidity, like for that, right? For the LSD uh, product, right? That's how I remember it. Correct. Yeah, like yeah, correct. I, I'm a big proponent of, of uh, like at least like if the destination chain is going to benefit from a specific use case or a specific outpost, as we we like to say recently, um, I, I'm for it for the the destination chain to like maybe cover a percentage of the costs associated with building that outpost. You know, um, it's development of an outpost. Like ours are pretty intense. Because we're using like interchain accounts and we're using a lot of like general message passing of um, packets between chains and stuff like that. But each outpost takes about like three to four months to build. Um, once you build one, you can kind of copy paste a little bit, but um, every chain like has different programming languages or different kind of nuances going on. Like if you're going to want to kind of build an outpost on Osmo and then build another one on Agoric, for example, um, you have to rebuild the entire fucking thing, right? So um like i'm i think if there's value capture for osmo i think it's great to kind of build an outpost we're probably going to be looking to um reach out to some l1s uh, like generic smart contract based l1s to kind of bring our functionality locally to their chains and for us it's kind of it would be smart for us to ask for for a grant or a percentage of the the work that has to go into building those outposts to deploy and bring value to that blockchain, right? And you can kind of get creative with it. I know that uh, the Mars proposal is creative and ours are probably going to be similar where um, we're not looking to merge, but we need to, we want to build these outposts, right? So uh, like a percentage of an outpost tax on top of the protocol. Like I, I know that Mars is doing like 10% of earnings go to the Neutron Foundation or something like that, right? And kind of do something similar where uh, storage fees on those outposts go directly to the foundation or directly to a specific wallet or a board or whatever they really want to structure it locally, you know? Um, yeah, I. It, it really depends on, on every kind of situation is a little bit different. I don't know about the whale one, um, but I, I looked a little bit into the Mars one. At the end of the day, uh, if there's confluence and if they bring value to each other and then it makes a better and more competitive product at the end of the day, I think um, making making big bets like that are, is important. And at a time like this, where it seems like we're starting to come back a little bit, starting to heat up again, um, and it's going to get a lot more competitive again. So I, I think uh, now is probably a good time for these things to happen, if I'm being honest with you. Very, very interesting. Because actually, the, the, mm, there are some theories kicking around. I've got some of me all about. It's kind of mad how you're saying, like, oh, how do I phrase this? I, I know what I want to say in my mind, but I'm like, read, how do I phrase this where it makes sense and I don't sound like a player? Like, you just got to say it with your chest. What is it? What is every, it? <laughs> for every like action, there's like a reaction with what we're saying with Cosmos right now. So, you know, the model we talked about, like interchange accounts and interchange security, blah, blah, blah. But then, then a, a, a Celestia kind of like outweighs that or the need for that. And that we're, we're talking about, you know, these chains 
understanding that there should never have been like an app chain or an L1 in the first place. And like just exactly what goes with that overhead wise, blah, 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 et cetera. Uh, security, you know, it, it's like, it's kind of this mad, like, you know, we go two inches one way, but then we go two inches the other. And we're not really moving. You know what well, I mean? A little bit. like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think every use case is different. Like, if for us, when we go to build outposts, we're not looking to merge. We need to keep our chain because we do something very specific and it's built that way. Because, um, like, you can't do, you can't just build Jackal on another generic smart contract L1. Some of these pro- protocols that are a little bit less kind of infrastructure intensive. And like their block sizes aren't that big, and the data going on chain is not that big. Um, it, it, there is a possibility that they should have started as a smart contract based application and then moved to an L1 as they scaled. I could see a situation where they all end up on the L, they, they end up merging. And then as the different applications start to scale and they hit scalability ceilings, it's possible that they could go back to being an L1 again. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, it's a balancing act between scalability and the, the time and place to become an L1. The, the way that I see everything and the way that I look at kind of application building in the space is I see like Neutron and Juno and Archway and the secret, even that matter. It's more of like an incubator for applications that eventually grow up and become their own app chain as they continue to scale. Um, the reason why we, we left secret is nothing against secret. It's, because it just became too expensive for us to run our application on their blockchain because we had so many transactions, right? It's uh, and we had so much data going on chain. So uh, every application at a different moment will start to hit their they'll hit their stride, they'll hit their scalability ceiling, and then I see them kind of horizontally scaling um, into their own app chain and leveraging IBC and our chain accounts. Celestia is interesting. Um, data availability is really cool. I, I don't really, I haven't really looked too much into it. I know my my team split on the value proposition of like data availability networks, but um, yeah, it's all, uh, everything's different, right? Everyone has their own application. Some things are more intense, some things are less intense. Some things should be app chains, some things probably should be smart contracts. Uh, who will win? No one knows. <laughs> it's all exciting. I know, I know. And and you are, I mean, I have said this before, dude. I have outlined, and I did on the show earlier tonight, outlined who I think uh, still should, like, remain. Like, I was talking about Sentinel. I was talking about Akash. There's you guys, for example. Obviously, Osmosis. There's so, like, I'm going to say there's so many, but there's a, a number, probably around 10 or 12, a number of chains that should actually remain their own sovereign L1. But in regards to like everybody else, there's a lot of vaporware that like we know shouldn't even exist. And like, that's what I'm talking about, you know, get rid of this shit, bro. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like, we we're an app chain because we can't, we can't build Jackal on, really anywhere like we tried <laughs> right uh, we we tried we hit our scalability ceiling it got too expensive and it started to become silly um it, it just the unit economics just don't work for some of these applications and that's why they need to kind of become their own l1 at the end of the day right um you there's there's nothing you could say to my team that would get us to kind of abandon our l1 and merge with another l1 it's uh like our blockchain modules are too custom um, because like we're an app 
chain, right? Like our blockchain is built to serve a specific application and it's all changed from the modules. Like we have like storage modules and file tree modules and RNS modules and uh, like DSIG is another module. And we have all these, this blockchain is custom built for one purpose and that's storage. For us to use smart contracts is for different things, right? So when we want to build an outpost, for example, on Neutron, we build a smart contract there that communicates with our blockchain through interchain accounts and message passing between the two blockchains, right? So we get the benefit of having an outpost, giving value capture to Neutron, and then still leveraging our infrastructure that we purpose built for that use case. So you get to use Jackal and other blockchains locally without having to like leave or build directly on Jackal because no one Jackal is not a good builder experience and it's not meant to be. So I think interoperability, IBC is the way. I think use cases like this, delivering on-chain hot storage cross-chain is like some of the reasons why IBC wins, right? It's a, uh, you can't do this in any other ecosystem. If you want to like leverage scalable storage from Filecoin, you have to leave Ethereum and build directly on Filecoin. If you want to use scalable storage from ARWeave, you have to leave your blockchain and build directly on ARWeave in these walled gardens. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the reason why IBC wins is you can build an awesome application and then still have the ability to integrate cross-chain everything locally with simple contract calls. It's, uh, it's fascinating and that's why uh, I think this tech stack wins. That's why we chose it, right? Dude, uh, you mentioned, oh, without a shot of a doubt, by the way, Patrick, I, dude, you mentioned about Celestia there. And then you were like, well, I've never like, like looked at like too much into it. But like, I think, see, I'm always trying to be ahead of the game. I'm not ahead of the game. Just like I say, I was talking about Celestia like well over two years ago. It's been the secret for like a long time. Like Celestiums. Have you been, Patrick, have you been looking at like Celestiums? For me, these are a really interesting, intriguing fucking thing. No? The, how, how, the this like the the eth ethereum effectively ethereum sovereign l2 rollups but running on the da like layer of like celestia so it's like like you're gonna have like ethereum as you know a lot of like a lot of people only want to trust ethereum as a settlement layer the core settlement there right that's why like you've got the zks on top the core settlement layer is ethereum though right so like you're just gonna be able to create an actual like L2. See, like, like you've got like Polygon, Arbitrum, Optimism, whatever, right, guys? Like, you're going to be able to create this with like so much like minimal effort. Like, Celestiums are the next fucking biggest thing. Like, I mean, maybe it might not, the modules might not be there and there might not be like a huge like wave of interest at first. So maybe it misses the next, or the upcoming bull market. But like moving forward, like these kind of things that like Celestia is like pulling out, like they are so fucking, so cutting edge, bro. Like so far think, ahead of the game. I think the concept is wonderful, right? It's uh, you don't have to bootstrap validator sets. You get to kind of launch your own sovereign roll up thing going on and share the same data ability layer. It's like, an L4, Patrick. Just to clarify <laughs> for everybody, it would be an L4, right? That's what Celestiums are regarded as, as an L4, right? If yeah, you know what I'm talking really, about. That's really cool. Uh, that's really cool for some use cases, right? Um, but 
it's it's really cool for for use cases where you you don't really want to kind of alter the protocol at its core from my understanding right so um let's say that you want to leverage blockchain technology uh you're the canadian government and you want to build an something that kind of uh has end-to-end -end visibility of supply chain documents for example right you have this complicated supply chain that's all running on paper documents you want to have this bespoke thing where I want to not bootstrap a validator set or I want to kind of be very specific with the validator set. And I kind of want to have blockchain deployment with ease quickly, kind of like blockchain McDonald's, you know, uh, where you kind of get your, you get your blockchain, you get to deploy it for a specific use case. And uh, I don't know how custom it is from like the validator set layer. Um, like if you get to choose which validators are going to validate for specific compliance reasons, like that's, an awesome use case because building blockchains kind of suck um to be honest like if you want to kind of bootstrap it from like for for us to build jackal from the ground up it took us what two years millions of dollars right um it's it's not easy and it's it's not like really for the faint of heart and if you want to kind of build an application but you don't want to do like really heavy r d for that use case Rollups in Celestia is awesome for that, um, for specific use cases, so custom use cases for different businesses or Fortune 500 companies or what it might be, right? Um, I think it's great for that, 100%. Well, Raccoon, Raccoon.bet would be a good candidate. We could have a sovereign L2, couldn't we? Where we could have like a, a desktop, like, like client, like app that you just download that like helps to execute transactions like as you're on the fucking network like rack rack would be a, the the perfect use case for a sovereign l2 roll up in my opinion because you can yeah, determine I mean, your block parameters or you can at that level you can determine loads of stuff like from gas block parameters block time like above awesome. the da level you can you can oh on the native stack this is why like mold spain looking at fuel for like a very very long time on the actual native stack so I'm talking about building on Celestia, guys, not on one of the other modular, stack, uh, modular stacks, yeah? Like, the, whether it be the AVM, whether it be the Cosmos and whatever. I'm talking about, like, being programmed into the fewer language, which is their own sovereign, like, execution layer, rather than, like, Ethereum, for example, I've mentioned earlier. Rack would be a perfect example, bro. Right, Parry, you understand what I mean? You could, like, determine... Have so many deterministic factors in like how you run what you the, the stuff we want to run, you know? Yeah, like what are you guys trying to build again? Isn't it an on chain casino? Wasn't that it? Or am I miss? It is, it is. So, yeah. so what hey, better than on chain casino? Right. What exactly right there? Perfect, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You get it, Patrick, right? Yeah, well, there's two ways to build startups, right? There's like the there's the paladin and then the dark knight. The, uh, the paladin is someone who goes and does something that everyone kind of wants, right? Like it's say like, look at Elon Musk with Tesla. I was like, okay, like we want these like battery cars apparently. And we, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, but like they're ugly and they're, they're shit. So uh, you have to kind of build the paladin style where you get all the government grants and you get all that stuff and you got to kind of accelerate fast enough that you're able to produce a product before going bankrupt. The other way to start a startup and this is uh, one of my favorite ways is the Dark Knight style, right? You have a product that has product market fit and you know that everyone wants the product, but at the same time, 
you uh, you need to make sure that you can accelerate fast enough that you don't get banned. <laughs> Those are kind of like the two ways to do it. And uh, you you guys are definitely on the dark night style. You got to deploy it and you got to scale fast enough that you can lobby. <laughs> that's uh, that's exciting. Oh, somebody help me out. So, uh, someone out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got there, one. I just wanted to mention to Pat, Patrick and the rest of the room that, and I've been having a bunch of conversations with this exact topic. Topic, and I don't know why, but a lot of people think that Rack FM is associated with Raccoon Supply, and it isn't. So Rack FM is basically started by a couple of DJs that really, really liked and enjoyed and could see themselves in the values that the Rack the Raccoon Supply team has. So we're just like a, I don't know, we're like a fraction, right? I like a support group. We, we aren't paid and we're not affiliated with Raccoon Supply. So whatever we say here has nothing to do with Raccoon Supply at all. That's so we are not building a casino. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That's uh, You're setting the legal boundaries early, Dark Knight style. I love it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's the hard lines in the sand and a lot of red tape. So uh, yeah. on that, early. We, we, we got terrace spaces here recording. You got to be careful, boys. On that. No, no. But I mean, Bruce is right to a degree, but like we've we've never shied away from like, you know, who we are, where we came from, like how we were born, like from the community as a project. But then we clearly like made distinctions between us like uh, like really this is one of the things i co- I, I conversed with with the devs straight away it was like dude you realize that this is like totally like separate like you know we're going to be off interviewing people in other egos like but it did begin it did be i mean it really began with the fucking raccoon mint out space that's how this shit really fucking began me and yelpster and a couple of others mckenna tried he was getting rogue but he tried to get in the space like we started this shit me and youngster with a mint out space simple fact of life we were like about 88 percent minted and we had a space and we minted out 100 percent. and we had giveaways and we did loads of fun and then what happened next i mean juno halted then we had like the juno devs on nothing to do with raccoon and then we just progressed with like this fucking i don't know media thing i mean i have written articles they didn't ask me i wrote them because i like writing and i was interested in the topic and so i've produced like two the the only two like great independent articles about the raccoon project but yeah i get where bruce is coming from there are how do i say this there are like underlying ties but as entities like we couldn't be any more separate like literally the only real connection between us and raccoon is it the uh, give us a private uh, discord to give us a whole little like own channel to be able to have like our content alpha and content and the rack studio and blah 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 like that's really like the the massive extent of where like the two projects like kind of merge at the minute we're just like oh it's brian we just do what we do bruce now we talk to who we want we talk about what we want but seriously though that's raccoon's a classic example of a perfect, a sovereign L2 roll-up. And yeah, the, people are like, oh, well, what about if you're on this chain and then you can't, no, no, that's not how it's going to work. People need to understand, you just come to the desktop application and you play. You're not worried about blockchain. You're not worried about wallets. You're not worried about this or that. It's not that difficult to fucking understand how it actually will work. 
people need to understand the, the light clients and what, the, what they actually call light nodes at Celestia. The kind of the first people that are ever really like run, running what they call light nodes, right? Where anybody can be a node. That's the whole thing. That node is built into the desktop application. And therefore, when you're playing, you are part of the node system. And like all, all that happens is with scale, it becomes obviously more secure by far. But also like everybody who plays and, and think of different time zones. There's people playing Raccoon all times of the day, right? You've constantly got like a node network supporting the immediate like uh, what they would call like lightning transactions, right? That's why they obviously call them like light nodes. Well, or like clients, people might know them as. They prefer like nodes. This is like the future for racks, so the casino. It's, it's, it's how you should be able to run a casino, actually. This should be the blueprint for it. Anyway, sorry, he's Brian. Let's get Brian in. Any comments, anybody? What's that? How close? Are you guys, are you guys live with this thing already? Am I right? I might be right. Oh, no, no, bro, no, no. no. What I, was the I, question I, again? I jumped in. No, no, I jumped in to invite Brian. Uh, Brian requested, so I just jumped in to bring up. No. So okay. there's there's nothing live. So, Patrick, to answer your question, there's nothing live. All I do know is, is that Mall has been researching uh, Fuel and Sway, which is the native language uh, of Celestia. Yeah? He's been studying it for the last, like, 12 to fucking 16 months. <laughs> and he's quite interested. Now he's quite interested, but he, you know, like, listen, if he'd focused properly, would there have been able to build? Would there have been able to expand? No. Like, it was always a case of it's going to be nice when it's ready, but it's far away from being ready. However, there's been a lot of homework done. Like, trust me, Molnar's swear. That's all I want to say. Well, here's the last thing. So, so can Celestia kick you off? Of of their dot availability network. What was that? Can they kick you up? Did you say that? Can they, I, I don't know. No, like, I don't know about the text. No, text. I'm wondering. Like, it's, if so, no. if they get legal requests about like your. Casino, no, because there's that, no consensus. No, there's okay. no. Uh, with Celestia, it's really weird because there's not actually a consensus with uh, Celestia. They take the block header as being confirmed. It's a, that's that's where their like availability and sampling thing is like kind of different or everybody else regarding like the information in the block header and how it takes us is it like uh, so just what is like it some attestations and proofs to the data availability network to just be like okay you're good pretty much yeah it assumes correct it assumes that the consensus has already been taken at a higher level which uh, is when I mentioned about the settlement layer obviously like on Ethereum. Or obviously they've got like say like uh, uh, sweat and fuel on their own uh, like a uh, native stack, but the kind of like take like that's how it's so quick apparently to sample, no? Because it doesn't have to go through that like consensus every time somebody wants to sample something on a transaction, right? Interesting. Oh no, wait, we got Jaden in the sense? audience as well. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I'm just saying we we have one of uh, Jaden's growth at Jackal. He uh. He's probably listening to some heavy EDM right now, just getting ready to make 200 cold calls before lunch for uh, for the Stratus API. Look at him down there. Oh, dude, if he's in EDM, he should have brought, bought some of the Rack FM NFTs that we launched. 
Uh, I think he, he, he's, he's, he's just getting fired up. He's, he's ready. He's, uh, he's getting all charged up 200 cold calls before lunch. He's man. This guy's, a, okay. this guy's an animal. Tell, tell Jaden to uh, DM me. Uh, well, I tell Jaden he's listening. Jaden, DM me an Omniflix Addy and I'll drop you some exclusive EDM that like not many people have got. Uh, no problem. Oh. Uh, NFT. Yeah, yeah. Drop, drop us an Omniflix and I'll, I'll sort you out. Oh, we've got loads of music online. Us. Anyway, he's Brian. Shout out Jaden, by the way, though. Uh, hello, Hi. Brian. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, do you guys have a speaker on Friday? This Friday, do you have a speaker or no? Who? Rack FM or Jackal? Yeah, rack, I presume rack, thought FM. Jackal. Rack, rack FM. Rack FM. Oh. Wait a minute. I can't hear Bruce. I got to drop down. No, it's Brian speaking. Brian's oh, I'm not speaking, P-Benz. I'm, I'm quiet. Just there. Yeah. Well, well, you, well Brian's right. speaking. Then. What did Brian mean by, do you have a speaker for Friday? Because... A, on Rack FM, do you have a speaker? Like, do you have a show on Friday? Do we have a guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have, do we have a guest? This is what he's asking. This... Uh, uh, all right, okay. Uh, on Friday, uh, no. Would you no, like we one? don't. I have, I have budget. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. And, and so I'll DM you. I'm going to drop down and come back. I, I, I got budget for a guest, so I'd like to, I'd like to get him on the show. I'm gonna see, let, me, let me confirm. We'll DM, and if it's not this week, then, then in a week or two, okay? But no, no, no. I, I'm working on a really cool project. Um, it's, on, it's on the EVM side. I'm trying to get it to the Cosmos side. Uh, it's basically this huge, giant uh, affiliate links. So like, let's say, let's say, Robo, you got like a trading idea. And you're like, oh, I really like this token. And you start like, you know, talking about it on Twitter. What, what happens is that you can take that token, wrap it in a trading link, and then you get part of the trading fees. And so anybody who has a trading idea, good, bad, or indifferent, can now get uh, part of the trading fees on a link that they share. So, Brian, a few weeks ago, I was listening to you talking about like the kind of not friends tech, but you were like, oh, this like amalgamation of like this and friends tech and this other thing. Is that the project you're talking about? Yeah, because that was actually quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's 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 combined in the two parts. It's like a, a friend text piece and then it's this uh, trading link piece. And I'm, I'm more excited about the trading link piece just because like when we talked to like over the last um, three weeks, we talked to over like 150 like KOLs and info. Really, everything that everybody wanted was the was the front was the trading links. Like, I think it's big. I, I think it's like huge. Like, especially the way to make revenue. Like, I was I, I pitched Soy on it, and uh, I want to follow up on that. But basically, like, let's say like Neutron has their Telegram community. Anytime someone hits forward slash buy, who gets the fees there? Right. Some some decks. Sometimes it's to Astropoid, or I'll just like tell you where to buy. But like now it's integrated into Telegram, and now associated with that user, they can purchase directly within a Telegram chat. So I think I think it's pretty cool um, in terms of just just how far just how far down the line are they? I mean, is it just a roadmap right now? Is there some core fundamentals out? Where 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 are, where are they along the development? Stage? Oh, dude, this is like like it was supposed to be last Friday. So it's 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 Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday this week. Yeah, like for the first piece, the trading bots. What is that? A, a main, is that a mainnet main, main launch? launch? Like is that full? Yeah, they've been working on it for a year. And, and now they're coming out of the wow. gates. Yeah, so uh, the trading bot should be a week later. Like, so it's, it's going to be the friend tech fork and then embedded anybody who has a friend tech fork gets these trading bot links. Um, and the idea is like in, in, our, in the uh, founder's ideal scenario, you share the links in your alpha group. But really what's going to happen... Do, do we lose... 
Bands, did we lose Brian there? I can't hear anything. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Hello? What? Baybands? Oops, am I getting rubbed? I, I can hear him. I, I can, can hear you both. Oh, I, hear I hear both as well. I might need to jump down. I, could, I couldn't hear Brian there. I lost him. Yes, yeah, send, send me the co-host. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. We lost Brian now. He's reconnecting. Anyway, while we wait for Brian, how are you doing, Baybands? Long time, man. Oh, lady. Well, yeah. fuck me, I guess. I hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you now. Okay. Yeah. No, doing good. Everything's going good, you know. Here at the doc at the at the dentist's office. Just chilling. And Brian's trying to come up. I was I was yeah, so yeah. Is that where you go to chill? You just go to the dentist's office and hanging out? Oh. Yeah, Brian's having problems. For somebody else. Brian <laughs> Brian's having problems, I think, to come up, right, isn't he? Yeah. It looks like it. You can't get back in the room. I, I'm going to drop down here, guys. I got to uh, have a meeting in about seven minutes. No worries, Patrick. Take care. You always, you always know you're welcome with your family, bro. Any fucking time, son. Yeah. You know? Sounds good, boys. Sounds good. You take it easy, okay? You're just here for the culture, you know? Of course. Of course, bro. What's what you're doing, Patrick? See you, Patrick. Stay authenticated. Patrick's one of those people, though. Patrick's one of those people I really like though because yeah, you like he's like you see not many people will actually come in a space and bear their soul in times of trouble, you know, when Mother Mary comes to you speaking words yeah, of yeah. wisdom, let it be, yeah. let it be. But like Patrick's one of those guys, like at a crucial yeah, you always fucking take the chance to sing when you got it. And you just let this <laughs> one be. You can't let this one be. Give it to <laughs> when I find myself in times of trouble, Brother Tank comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Don't let it be. Don't let it be. This is hello, Tank. We got Brian back. I better awesome. Brian got rogue. Yeah, thank you Let's... for that. Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> Let's say good morning to Tank. Hello, Tank Isuna. You all right, brother? Brian, you got him. You got him singing over here. What the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, dude, he's got a. He's just serenading me. I got. I'm bringing so much alpha to the table. He's just serenading me with like, let it be. No, Brian. You said. You said. Do you have a guest for Friday? Robo said no, and you said I got a budget, and then Robo started singing. Well, actually, what Tank happened. Tank doesn't know that I've been kidnapped, and I'm currently in a jacuzzi in Hanoi. Sniffing fucking uh, methamphetamine <laughs> off of Filipinos breast right now. Wait a minute while someone's massaging baby oil into my freshly shaven fucking balls. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 Robo, thought, I thought you left. Oh, go ahead, bro. I thought you left Notional a while ago. <laughs> bro, we got bumped. We only got one month of funding. Fuck, and I'm doing this tonight for free. You motherfuckers be happy. Tanks ruined me career already. <laughs> I fucking won one tank. Imagine, I woke up. Wait a minute. I, I, we have to laugh. I did wake up to a PDF today. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was funny. It would have been better if it was like Polaroids in there or something. I mean, I would have liked some photographic like evidence of some shit like like, but you know, yeah, you, you have to like just I don't know what you're gonna do. Spend your life mourning, complaining, or are we gonna laugh? I'm sure on Rack FM we've just pretty much learned to laugh at everything at this stage, haven't we? Pretty much, let's be honest. 
Yeah, I just I just did the stream. I just got done, and I actually I opened it up the exact same way, like laughing, just laughing. It's like you know you don't you just wake up being in the cosmos ecosystem. You just wake up, and it's like never a shortage of some bullshit. And it's like at some point you just gotta laugh at it all. It's like man, this this PDF after reading it real quickly, and I was like, oh, this is just like you, you just the cosmos ecosystem never stops producing content. I'm not even a content creator. I'm a content regurgitator. That's all I do is just regurgitate the shit that's happening out there. I don't need to make this stuff. I just got to spill it back out. This is good enough as it is. That was that. That's Bro, can I, can, I, can I just come in about something that I do think is relevant here, right? So, listen, there's a lot of the stuff in the PDF we could talk about and say, well, what about this? What about that? Uh, you can't put that in without evidence. But, you know, this, if it's true, it's quite interesting. Let me tell you about something, shall I? About Asia and about Southeast Asia in particular, there are payroll or salary hierarchies, guys. Get with the program. It's the same in my industry, right? I'm not going to allow those convos to be fucking had in public and not go, hey, guys, <laughs> do you know, in my industry, like, this is what it's like. Like, the Filipinos are five grand above the ties. Aye? We're fucking 15 grand above the Filipinos. Like we're we're ten grand above the Europeans, like like it, you know, guys. I'm not being funny, but out here, especially in Southeast Asia, especially with certain skill sets, trust me, these peer like hierarchical structures are actually very fucking normal. Now I can't comment on the workload that people were doing for that money. That is a separate conversation. But it will be foolish for anyone to think there's no salary or wages dis uh, disparity between foreigners and uh, people domestically of that like country. Say whether you're in fucking Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, wherever, right? The people of that country will generally be the like the the lowest earners, except for where they bring in the hired help, like, you know, like Thailand, where they're bringing the hired help from, like, Myanmar, Cambodia, and pay them for all and the gas stations and stuff. But generally speaking, like, professional careers, trust me, the int engineers coming to work in Thailand are the same money as the Thai engineers are getting paid. Sorry, like, if you, if you think that it happens in this world, you're living in a fantasy world. Now, I can't speak outside of Southeast Asia, but I've got very, I've got many, many years experience of like life here. And I'll tell you, I fucking know. Doesn't matter. I, even in fucking Japan, my, my can, mate was on 75% fucking more than them. Go on, Brian. Let, let, me, let, me, let me get this right. Like immigrants make less, yeah? Or immigrants make more? It depends. No, no. It depends what job you're in. So if you're on the petrol pumps... Like, you're going to make less than traditional, like, what the ties will sure. do here. Because they don't want to do those jobs. But we have teachers, professional, like, uh, big, big engineers, like, the, especially the people in, like, the oil and gas or petrochemical industry, the ones that, like, come in, you know, with the expert knowledge. Dude, yeah. they're on a lot more money. Uh, seriously, like, as a teacher, I'm just being really honest as a teacher, I'll come and start here on 45, about $1,500 a month, right? 45000 baht. A Thai is going to leave university qualified and start for the first year on 15,000 baht. A Filipino, who's obviously going to be educated with a degree, a Filipino can come in, they'll be on 2022. That's the wages disparity that exists wow. over here when it comes. Oh, it's, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, I kind of get it, I understand, because didn't get me wrong, mind. 
like people who've been brought up in Southeast Southeast Asia can live a lot cheaper, but morally and ethically, it never really sat quite well with me. Generally speaking, Thais, if they do well after the first, like I think it's 12 months probationary period, they'll go to like 20 grand. But they're still fighting the Filipinos to with salary. They're nowhere near us. Like we can command like mud. Like I've talked about like the new teachers, but you can come out your teacher training college, fly over here, and you can be on like more than double, treble maybe at what a tie is easily. Yeah, here so man, there's like a skilled labor industrial complex, like where it's been basically like um, you know, industry. Any type of skilled labor, coders, Apple, Netflix, like whatever, they're just like, they're always trying to drive down prices of like skilled labor. And so that they're like shipping people in. And, and that's why like you can get um, a green card in skilled labor versus like it's real much harder if you're not skilled. And because industry then lobbies for that for X amount of positions, especially in software engineering uh, and things like that in America. So, and then the skilled labor comes in, they're on this program and they're usually at like a, Probably like a 30% to 40% discount to get an immigrant coder in America than, than like, you know, like an American native. Uh, and so that's kind of how it works here. And then obviously, wasn't there a like, big, yeah, wasn't there a big scandal with this recently? Like in the yeah. last like 18 months, two years, just after COVID, I think there was this big thing about what you're talking about in Silicon Valley, right? There was, I'm sure there yeah. was this like, ah, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking because about. Because they, they blocked out. Well, so when I worked in government, it was like the weirdest thing. Like you would you would be on this government contract and, you know, not, you know, not nothing about anybody. Like, like I work with everybody, but like I would be, I was working in the uh, Social Security Administration and um, I was the only uh, American citizen on the contract uh, out of like, like, you know, 14 people. And the rest were, you know, all over the world or whatever. But like you have the, software engineers this was like my first job out of school working for oracle so oracle then like ships all these people in and then you know reduces the cost to like win contracts it, it's just how business is in terms of dude who but, was the dude yeah. behind oracle again i used to do some stuff for oracle back in the day back in the early 2000 late 1990s what was he called larry? again the guy that larry that's it larry uh, yeah 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 ellison. Larry. ellison yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this was like 2005, 2006, and it still is like prevalent. There's like there's one Indian company called like WePro. They they have the mo they they lobby to get the most kind of um, HB H1B visas in, in in the country, and and so it's just it's just a weird mechanism. Like here, all all the skilled labor immigrants, like you basically are at a discount for about six to eight years until you get your green card. And then once you get your green card, then like 30 to 40% discount. And then you can charge like normal wages. Dude, if I remember rightly, I was talking about, about the scandal, but there was also a load of shit even about like uh, Facebook and all that meta when uh, the, with the hiring of like the, the cleaners and the security. Oh, everybody's like, a 1099 dude. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. They have yeah. No, no employees because, because of California. California has like the most onerous like set up in situation for like uh, you, you don't want to have employees in California. So basically every single company I was in California for what eight years and every company I worked for, I was on sort of some sort of 1099 or they have these like loophole organizations that you can create with like under a hundred people. So they'll make it like 98 people. And then you're part of this, like almost like a sub DAO, if you will, but like the sub organization that's contracted by the company that then they, and then they manage that company too. 
just so they don't have to get to that hundred mark. Because once you get like a hundred employees in California, the tax, the taxation is just like super onerous. So that's why. So, bro, I don't know if you, I don't know if you followed though uh, in England in recent years, but about the, the outcry about the like a uh, zero hours contracts and that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they employ people no. zero hours contracts. That's kind of mad. That like. It's been this thing that's been done in these like big sports stores and like these big discount, like, you know, where they have the people coming in on a weekend and blah, blah, blah. Like they get round like national insurance and like zero. There's this one guy that runs all the sweatshops out here in Asia. He was the uh, chairman of Newcastle United Football Club. I fuck, I forgot his name. He's a horrible fat cunt. I didn't like him. Uh, that's why I forgot his name because he's that irrelevant in my life now. But he, uh, he, he basically like, dude, he owns some ridiculous sweatshops out here. He bought like all the rights for like Pringle and all these like old golfing brands and shit like this. Like, uh, he was like the big, the biggest guy that brought this like wave of. We'd never had this in England before, but the dude it was going through the high courts, the fucking uh, Supreme Court, blah blah blah. I didn't even know what happened in the end. They were trying to make them illegal, but. Yeah, man, they zero fucking hours contracts. Like you literally well, were just, employed on a zero hours contract. That's it. Yeah, it's just like how, like, as regulations get too onerous, like it becomes unattainable to have like employees. So you just have to figure out a regulatory arbitrage. Hence, uh, hence some sort of crypto thing is like rad. I pay like, dude, I pay like what sixty percent of my people in crypto. So it, it's wild. And like, and, and there's no taxes. I don't have to do any reporting. Like, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad this is recorded. And this, they're all foreigners and they're all subcontractors. Mr. Covers. I was just going to say, Brian, is this recorded? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Gus? Better call Gus. Better call Gus, eh? <laughs> Weird. Tank, we have another pivot for about half an hour. I mean, I'm so glad you're here. The Mossad and screws, can you smell a pivot? Oh, I can smell a pivot, but just just before we're going to let the pivot pivot, please be aware of the time. I just had a call with the producer, and he, he just asked one simple question in the call, and he was like, are we going to keep this space under, or is it going to be over three hours? Thank you. That was all he said. So, wait, hold on. First of all, this is the first time that I've been able to have so much time with my friends, and he's calling it. Shame Don't on you, you kissing your teeth, Finn. Jesus, shame on you. No, when he listens to replay, he's going to be like, you know what? He's going to just like put his head in his hands and go, "Oh, Bruce, like you picked a fucking the worst fucking opportune fucking moment, didn't you?" He's like, "What? Why did I tell Bruce that?" He's like, "Why did he fucking say it? Like, could he not pick a better time to like?" Drop that on, you know what I mean? Yeah, you I, I should have, I, I should have done it at the four hours mark, right? I mean, we have been going on a bit long, but I'll tell you, shall I be honest with? I'm gonna be honest with you. We got bumped. I mean, fair play, you know, the man's fucking dad was bad. He's had to run to a clinic, like he's had to take him. You know, the guy, hey, family always comes first. But it was like, well, shall I end it and just start it unrecorded? And it was like, ah, well, fuck it. So, yes, Bruce, I get it. Uncle Finn's giving us shit. But, like, I'm just, it's glorious to hear B-Bands back in the house. Back in the hood, nah? It's back in the raccoon hood, right, B-Bands? Are you back? Yes, I'm back. I'm back. I'm trying to make, make sure my schedule 
starts a little bit later so I can hang out with my friends in the morning. <laughs> Guess who's back mm -mm -mm. once again. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? You know, I see I'm just singing for Bruce now, you know. <laughs> I like it. And you really, really took some creative liberties with that one, huh? <laughs> okay, let's 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 all make like a tank and pivot. What you got for us, Tangy? Not 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 much, man. I'm just 40, 40 over forty thousand Bitcoin fucking crazy shit. Let's go. I don't know. I'm just don't, here don't, don't, you've got you've you got fucking, over wait a minute, you've you got pivot. over forty thousand. Wait a minute, Bruce. He's got over four tank's got over forty thousand no, well, Bitcoin. Not, you, you, right. No, he's saying it's over forty thousand, not that he's got oh, if I had over forty thousand Bitcoin, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. I would not be he wouldn't be with us all right now. <laughs> he, would <not> be <laughs> us. he would not be looking at us. <laughs> It'd be on it'd be on John McAfee's private island, wouldn't he? <laughs> Where I'd fucking be, I'd be with John McAfee, me. If I had fucking forty thousand bitcoin. Is, how, fucking, I'm stupid with math. How much is that right now? What is that? Forty. Well, forty k times forty k, right? That's forty k. No, just fucking idiot stuff right there. That's a lot of money, my friends. Have you seen these? Have you seen these sub stories though? Wait, have you seen we still get the sub stories about like I had a hundred and twenty-five bitcoin and my mother threw out my hard drive in 2013. And like your man's been digging around the fucking rubbish dump for seven years and still hasn't found you, it. No, but did, did did you read about he found an investor that would invest like one hundred fucking dude? Dude, that's million crazy. Dollars. And that's they made crazy. a whole plan, and they huh? even fucking they even contacted an inventor to invent this device that could search for hardware inside of rubbish. Correct. Something it's crazy shit like that. The guy in London, it's a guy in England. Sorry, you know he's totally correct. It's mental. I think they even had to pay like the people, like the money to be able to work on the land, but like all together they were talking about it would cost about one hundred and twenty million. But if they found it, it will be worth round about 300 million. And they were willing to take that art. I mean, I'm not being funny, but I would struggle with that art. Like, come on. Fucking after all this time, like 2012, 2013. Fuck it. Come on. You have to look at it in, in this way. So the investor is probably bullish on Bitcoin, right? So he's thinking he can get half of that Bitcoin and then it will rise in value, or maybe he's going to get 95% or whatever, right? Do you, do, you know, do you know that a few years ago they wouldn't do it? Do you know why? Because hard drive retrieval, like a hardware and firmware, et cetera, software, wasn't to the degree of what it is now. It's only now that they're like, oh, well, if we did find it, we think we could take it off the disk, the, key, the private keys, yeah? Yeah. Hey, guys, I, th I put some stuff up in the nest, and I was wondering um, what you guys thought of Origin Trail, um, the track coin, and if you guys have heard of it or knew anything about it. So I was trading this way back in the day. It's a weird one, isn't it? It's a, there's a few like that. There's like Oceans, another one, and there's a few left field cryptos that are just doing their own thing, right? Their own little weird little thing, their own little market niche. Weird. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in the origin trailer. I've been interested in them for a few years now, so 
I don't know if anybody it's, else is interested. It's That's like kind of it's like vet. It's like vet chain, though. You know, will it actually ever do anything? It's see, it, decent underlying tech or uh, use case or problem solving doesn't always equal something that's going to be sexy. You know what I mean? I think it falls into that category of unsexy crypto. I don't know if it's. I thought they were doing something with Google and, and verification, um, and verifying uh, pack, uh, packages or, or things. So that's why I was like, that oh, the sexy like, to me. the like FET, the like FET, FET, fetch, the like a, this the crazy like jack of all trades. But where like something, I mean, what was it? I mentioned VET, Vetchin earlier. They're like supply chain management stuff. Like these yeah, things, like I, I don't. But there's not going to be a sexy narrative. They've had their moment in the market. Like, yeah, you can be interested in the tech, but are you going to make money? Probably not. A little bit, maybe, but it's definitely not going to be like a big like narrative moving forward. Those narratives are past AI and narratives we haven't even seen created yet. Are what's about to come? I, I know exactly what you're talking. Oceans the same. I thought it was AI, Origin Trail. Oh, they're using, they're using some form of AI bots, right? Essentially, at its heart, it was originally supply chain, same as VET and a few others, right? Fetch was originally supply chain for uh, Bosch, you know, Bosch the tool. That was their first, like, uh, proof of concept was Bosch. That was way back in the day, like 2020. But three years ago in crypto time is like way back in the day. <laughs> well, these are they, they, are, they, they are old school. They're, they're, they're three really old school, like, like I'm not going to say closely connected, but they, they, they do share characteristics. But like, if you look at narratives now, like if you look at Fetch AI, like it's got a much stronger narrative if you compare it, like I say, to Track or some of the older ones, right? Hey, thank you. Your, your mic is off. Or... Do you have anything to say or is my mic on? Yes. It was. Can I, I can I pivot? Can I can I pivot and ask who's got <laughs> a Christmas tree? Clothes over here. I was listening to y'all the phone clothes. My can bad. I can I ask who's got a Christmas tree? Can we pivot and ask about the Christmas trees? Who's got a Christmas tree up? Please tell me yourself. Multiples. More, more thanks on the multiples. He's got one in the I haven't porch. had a Christmas tree. I haven't had a Christmas tree since I moved away from the countryside because the price of Christmas trees. So I used to just go to my neighbor and say, hey, dude, can I go and cut down a tree from your yard? And he was like, yeah, sure. What? Well, just pick one. Or he would just come with one. Right. But here in the fucking city, you got to pay like up to a hundred bucks for a fucking tiny, ugly ass Christmas tree. And that's just weird in my mind because those fuckers grow out in the woods. Where did beautiful? They're lovely. They smell great. They they they. Do they not sell artificial ones? I don't know what an artificial tree is. Well, bro, I've got to say, I've only ever experienced one real tree in my life when I was about three. And we had this massive pine cone fucking tree in the house, proper Christmas tree, and it shed shit all over. And my mother was still like hoovering up pine needles in fucking April. And she's like, never again, never again. And we never had a real Christmas. I've only ever had a real Christmas tree in my life once. Okay, I've never had an official, as official one ever. Is that because they grow like around like do they grow like weed and that around your place? Just like do they grow all over the place or what? Yeah, man. 
It's like the most common tree in Denmark out at the beaches. So around the all of the coast of Denmark, you have you have the water, you have the sand, and then you just have fucking pine trees all up and down the coastline. So in the country, they're free, but in the city, you got to pay a hundred bucks. Yeah, getting robbed if you want yeah. a decent one. Yeah, super rugged. Ah, uh, yeah. Last Christmas tree I had up two years ago, the fucking dog fucking ripped it down. Like, that's a long story, bro. But he fucking jumped up on it, and his fucking paw got caught around the lights, and then he fucking jumped down and <laughs> nah, the right state, like totally and utterly baubles. Dude, the baubles smashed. They were fucking all over the place. Like, I had to walk, pick. I had to pick the dogs up and put them outside. I'm like, didn't walk, didn't walk. Like, stop, coy. I had to carry them outside in case I walked on the baubles or fucking yeah. smashed all over the house. I'm not bothering anymore. Yeah, I had to get up. a little tiny. I gave her, I, I bought a little tiny tree and put it on the table because usually we have like 12 foot trees. And so, but the dogs, they're running around like crazy. I don't want them to knock the tree down. So we did a little four or five foot tree and we put it on top of like the table so that in a corner away from them. So hopefully you don't knock this one down. We always oh, let the animals play. I got some news. <clears throat> sad. It's sad news, actually. It just happened uh, last night. I got I to gotta get rid of my boy dog. Oh, what? no fucking way. No he bit fucking... my son. He bit, he bit off. He, he snatched food out of his hand uh, and punctured his hand. So my wife is like, he's got to go. Now... Regardless, he, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Hear me out. What tanks about this, Brian? Listen, this is this is what is really like difficult. If you've got the dogs that he has, if you understand like the gravity of what they can do, it ain't each hour. And once once a dog's bitten or once a dog's snapped, you can There's no trust there whatsoever. Like with a dog of that, Bruce, put yourself on mute a minute. I think you got a hot mic. And I think Finn only came in to like uh, tell us like we have to finish. So guys, we are going to finish before the fire we walk. But like, what Tank's saying is a position where I've been in with like my own family. I, when my dog bit someone else, my family were like, "Hey, that's it." Like, sorry. So like Tank, I do understand and I do get it. And I, I'm not going to say like I totally like agree, but I totally get it. Totally get it. No, especially yeah, if your I'm, wife I'm comment. Boat, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I I get it. I'm- he does like it's so funny because he will never. But that's the same thing, right? Like, he's he's a big he's a big boy. The minute I can't trust him to not, and it's funny because he's trained. He's trained really good with me. But like, it's if if a if a you know food or some kind of temptation is going to override all of his training, I can't trust him, and I can't trust him around. You know, because he he only did it with my boy because he's just about as big as my boy. And like, so he knows he could probably get away with that shit. But like, I, yeah, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's unfortunate. But and now, so now the, the, the shitty thing is I got to find a place that's not just going to be, you know, questionable. Cause I don't, I don't want him to get put down and I don't want him to go to a shitty shelter or home or stuff like that. So I got to find an organization, which is few and far between when it comes to pit bulls. So I'm, I'm kind of, kind of sad about it, man. He's he's probably I mean I I, I bet you are dude I'm me fucking heart's bleeding for you, fucking bleeding like you know me you know dogs and how I feel and and I know how much you love them and that me heart's bleeding for you bro but I also know 
that you can never, ever, ever take the risk with young children and especially with dogs of that like uh, magnitude. Like I said, we're not talking about a Jack Russell or a fucking Chihuahua people. Come on. We're talking about dogs that can seriously like damage like people say. And the minute that, that there's that, see, people didn't realize that it's the, that is the exact opposite of the behavior that you expect and, and have them for. Like, yeah, like I said before, you've got them for protection first and foremost. Come on, let's be honest. But literally, that is the opposite. That's like trying to assert like the authority in the human pack, like, hey, nah. And that is not how it works. So, like, yeah, time, oh, he, he's yeah, good. He, my dogs have always been: if I command it, they will attack. But if you attack something, even if it's just for food and by accident, and you like, I can't trust you anymore. So I can't, I can't do that anymore. And like, we've spent a lot of money in efforts in training them and and all this other stuff. But it's like, you know, some dogs they just they just the override the instinct, the whatever it is. Like you said, they they try to. He only does that with my sons. And anybody else that's smaller, he's trying to assert himself as the, you know, whatever he thinks he is. And that, that shit's not going to fly. So, no, well, that's an unstable dog. Listen, guys, for a working dog, like that is an unstable attribute for, you know, you know what I'm on about, Tank? I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're right. I mean, I have my dogs first and foremost, you know, one, yeah, this, or secondly, they're my companions, but first and foremost, they're here for a reason. They're here to protect this house whenever daddy's not home and like protect its family members and, 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 and obey. Second, they're cuddle buddies. But the minute that you're not doing your job the way I expect it to be, uh, like, I'm, I love my dogs, man, but like, fuck all that shit. Tank, the question for me would be, you've obviously got a bitch as well, right? Yeah. Now, yeah now obviously, you know, if she's being separated, I presume you're going to keep the bitch. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of funny because we were expecting her. She has a huge problem without her. Uh, you know, they've grown. He's grown that weird attachment. She could give two fucks, dude. Honestly, like she she when when she like my wife took her to the office today, uh, and she's he's not registered as a therapy dog. She is registered as a therapy dog, so she can go around kids, and she's never had a problem. Never. She could care two less. She's like, oh yeah, he's a being stupid. Whatever. I'm on my own. If he if she leaves him he fucking freaks for a little while. So it's actually probably going to be better, hopefully for even him. So if he finds a, a new home and can get that one-on-one attention, you know, that he deserves, uh, hopefully it gets to be better for him. But yeah, ho- she'll be okay. He find Find a nice farm, you know, find a nice yeah. farm where he can patrol and be, that's that's what he needs. Like, uh, get a broke. It's tank, that's me fucking heart bleeds for your broke. Because I'm not internally... Like emotionally, you're going through your own thoughts and your own feelings, but you're not going to come and share them with us. Like, because we're not that, we're not those people, man. I oh, know you were fucking ilk. Come on, man. I'm no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not like, but like, yeah. I know. It's just whatever. I think that's just my way of uh, getting it out. It's like saying it to somebody else. You've got to man up, haven't you? I know. You've got to tank. There's certain issues in this life you can't run away from. You can't bury your head in the sand like a fucking emu or ostrich, can you? you got to face shit in life, unfortunately. It's fucking awkward. But we do what we do, you know. That's what Jacob needs to do and just leave. <laughs> Dude, I, don't know, we, I, I know you guys are going to cut this stuff up, but we could definitely, if you guys are going to launch another one, I could go on and on and on and on and on. But I was I was basically saying the same thing uh, before I cut my stream off today. Like, man. Well, let's Jacob, end the recording. Let's, let's listen. Yeah. You're going to start another one? Aye.
Let's end the recorded. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna end this one because Finn's here. Let's spin up an unrecorded and I'll let you guys go. Okay, how's about that? Right, right, guys. Anybody give us 30 seconds. I, Finn, you've kicked us out of our fucking space. We're gone. All right, you miserable cunt. So, guys, on the recording, you're about to hear Finn's raps, but we're gonna get back so we can give B bands a spotlight. Bruce is gonna be retarded, but yeah, we're, 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 we're. we're helping Tank as well, you know. Have his moment and caught the fucking shit, but he's gonna slay it, allegedly. Somebody. Uh, so yeah, oh yeah, come on, I'll see you over there. All right, bye bye, people. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality. The teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.